0: You mean like Kevin Durant last night? Oh, Cammy. Wow. Kevin Durant doesn't eat enough or lift enough weights. It's all right, though. When he comes to the Wizards, all these things will change. 2017, Dude, baby. him and John Wall. And Bradley Bill. <laughs> oh. Don't forget about Gortat. <gasps> the Polish <laughs> Hammer. My dude. Okay, Eastern Conference champions yeah. in 2017. Don't sleep. You have
1: them. You have them this year. Don't tell Dan not to sleep. That's awesome. He's a got a kid, and he doesn't
2: <laughs> sleep anyway. This Evan's, guy doesn't Evan's sleep either. Evans caffeinating
1: just to stay yeah. uh, stay awake right now.
0: You mm-hmm. pick. Uh, you mm-hmm. pick some uh, sexier intro music for the squad. I yeah? should <laughs>
1: send me over something. All right, I'll go to the iTunes. And welcome once again into the bullpen. Everyone's here. Brogues, Brandon Velaski, Ido's here, JP in the house, and Dan. Uh, this is the bullpen. Let's have a hydration check, everyone. How are we doing on fluids?
3: Evan, what you got? Green tea, mofos. For the caffeine. i you
1: have
2: to get aggressive with the mofos? <laughs> He's going to call me tea. out for
3: being soft, so I had to come out aggressive <laughs> to start. Wow. He's actually not wrong. This that's, is that's yeah, a good this, chance. Yeah, that's,
0: he knows us too well. JP? I'm still waiting on Metro, Metro to holler at me with the sponsorship. I'm, I'm holding out hope, but soon enough they will come to their senses and they will talk dollars.
1: <laughs> all right. And uh, the microbrew, or if you want to call it that of the week, Shock Top Pumpkin Wheat, probes your thoughts.
2: It's, it's all right. It's not as good as the uh, um, Line and Kugel's version of their pumpkin harvest, but. Uh, you weren't excited at all. To no, see that. yeah. Well, it's okay. It's it, we're trying something different. Yeah. Five,
1: I've never had it before. Yeah, 5.1 alcohol, so not not too bad. All right, Shock Top Pumpkin Wheat, uh, what we're uh, sipping on today. All right, let's get into our top stories. This week, hard not to notice this story, uh, a nationwide, perhaps a global Uh, conversation about what's going on at the University of Missouri. Lots of details out there, uh, things being misreported, a lot of information flying around, a lot of conversation on social media as well. Apparently at the University of Missouri and we will begin when sports really became involved in this conversation. The university had been dealing with a bit of conflict over racism this year and uh, on uh, November 8th, which was Sunday, The black football players announced they would not practice or play until university president Timothy Wolfe resigned. And that would have cost the university a million dollars if they had forfeit their game against BYU this upcoming weekend. And the next day, both the chancellor and the president resigned. The interesting thing here is why does sports come into play, first of all, and should sports have such an impact on something that's really a, a global societal issue here?
2: Well, I think more than anything, it was more money I think had the impact. I mean, football does bring in the money, but once you you start to realize you're not gonna you're gonna get fined that kind of money for not playing a game. I think that's when people start to move. But that's just you know on the on the surface here because there's a much deeper issue going on at that university than just that.
0: No, I'm I'm glad you said that first because you know forfeiture of the game would automatically cause uh, Missouri to pay BYU a million bucks. That's fine, but. The black athlete is the most valued laborer on campus. Like, no matter what the sport is at any major Division I university, the black kids make the money. And uh, the Mizzou football program brings in roughly each year upwards of $30 million. So Wolf was really fired because money talks. Yeah. Like, his ineffectiveness to quell people's concerns and deny people's dignity and humanity is pretty much why he uh he got he got canned
3: well that was a point that i saw right after the decision uh, by wolf to resign was is this really happening because um there was a student a black student on campus who said he was on a hunger strike right he had gone seven days without eating and said he was going to do that until wolf resigned his post was wolf really finally stepping down because of that because he felt the guilt of having a human being not eat for an entire week? Oh, no, he didn't care. Or was it? Exactly. It was I, the I'm pressure. In my opinion, I don't think he cared either. I think it was all about the money. Well, the in his statement,
0: well. he said this whole because thing if broke down. Because he actually cared, he would have stopped
2: oh, yeah. after, like, day two or something like that, or sooner. Never would have that far. Yeah.
0: His statement said this whole thing broke down because people got angry and stopped listening. Well, you were the first person who didn't listen. That's so the thing, this, yeah. this kind of falls on you. You bear the fruits of the labor of said students, period. Uh, whether it be intellectually or on athletic fields. Black athletes, of course, in basketball, football, baseball, track and field at Mizzou and the SEC. Uh, he was just ineffective in a crisis-ridden situation. Like, he failed to be sensitive to the student demands. Jonathan Butler spearheaded the protests with uh, the rest of the students in his group. The football team was simply the icing on the cake. Like, they needed a hammer to, to drive that nail through. I think it gave it more attention when yeah, the football team... Because if you marginalize people and deprive their voices, they'll go elsewhere to get said voice, and you know how to hit people where it hurts when it comes to administration and everything, whether it be corporate or whether it be at a university, is the pocket. So mm-hmm. when you shake up the money, all of a sudden everybody wants to care.
3: There's there's a lot that's disturbing about this entire story, but if you want to stick to just the sports angle, another part of that that disturbed me was there was the report, I believe it was Mark Schwartz, ESPN, earlier the week, said he talked to some players and coaches who admitted that they weren't fully behind this decision to boycott practice, and said this wouldn't be happening if we were nine and zero.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask that. And, I mean, and four and five, so they got no chance.
3: Right. Four. Which to me, I, I would think it would be the other. I would hope it would be the other way around. <clears throat> I would think they would be more encouraged to do it at nine and zero because oh. you were making an even larger statement and a bigger yeah. bang against yeah. the university yeah. if you go boycott and say we're not playing football. When you have possibly millions of dollars, could you, on you imagine more happening at Clemson right now?
2: If Clemson said they were going to boycott, I the mean, next or Alabama, you know, yeah. there's some kid.
0: We saw yeah. that we saw what Alabama fans post on the internet, mm-hmm. what they comment in C sections at every Yahoo article. Uh, this is what we're gonna roll the tide are gonna roll and finish what Katrina started. Like I'm sure this happens at a lot of these SEC schools and it just so happens that Missouri was the first to take a stand. What's funny is that they've only been in SEC school for a couple of years. Yeah. But they've already got that that pull. And it's amazing what that SEC money can do. I mean, Missouri's been in like deep, knee deep uh sugar honey iced tea for a while. <laughs> I mean, this is just this is just adding to that to that pile.
1: And I don't. I think we can all agree this is not something that's isolated just to that school. I mean, no. I'm surprised that more schools. And maybe this is the first of many. Like you also have to for administration that university to deal is with.
2: in a hotbed right now sure. too with what's with going everything, on yeah. Yeah, nationally with what's gone on this entire year. So I think it makes it even more of a, of a story because of that.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like it's been happening forever. Yeah, like literally, well, it's been happening forever, and like. Black people finally have an opportunity to bring this to the forefront because of the internet. Like America has been doing this, but because we have Twitter, we have Facebook, there's a voice. So now it gets out to the masses, and people can say, "Wow." Yeah, because Twitter wasn't around when I was when I was in you know
2: when I was in college, and I, I lived with football players. You know, when yeah. I went to East Carolina, and you know, it wasn't. I never. We never really saw like the kind of stuff that they're talking about. But there was always like a little, and again, being in the South too, there was always some racism toward those guys. So I, I would see it a lot. Um, but yeah, like you said, back then there was only just Facebook. There wasn't in which. And you had to have a, a, college, you had to have a college email, email to, to, to be it. a part of it. So, you know, now you, you can get your message out. Uh, hopefully one, uh,
3: another positive to be taken from this is the fact, as JP mentioned, the power of the black athlete voice. The athlete, the student athlete, voice sure. as well, correct. To hopefully, ideally, get better circumstances. Yes, these kids get a lot of money in a way through free scholarships and food and board. But in terms of you mentioned thirty million dollars at Mizzou, upwards of thirty million. This isn't a down year the gigantic money maker for these universities across the country. And that's why more needs to be done to make sure that these athletes are compensated properly for that.
0: And the crazy part, not to belabor the point is that's just the football team. Like Missouri has basketball. Missouri has baseball. Missouri has a up and coming track and field program. And that's just 30 mil from one tree, one branch on the tree. Don't forget that swim program. Pat 40 won't let you. There you go. World-class swimmers at at Mizzou. Shout out to 40 and his, uh, (laughs) his army. (laughs) So, yeah, man, I, I'm glad it happened. Uh, Tim Wolfe, good riddance. I hope you never work an administration job again because you have no idea what you're doing. If anybody smears a feces-made swastika anywhere on your university and you do nothing about it and then students approach you outside of your building, walking to your car, and you call the police on non-threatening, non-violent students and just hide in your car, that, that's, that's, that's terrible. That's ignorant. That's just straight ignorant. And any of his uh apologists, Y'all can get it too because we saw you on the internet. Not going to name any names.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, it has sparked a conversation, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, some things do begin to change. And uh, cheers to the uh, the players at Mizzou that, that took that stand yeah. there. Um, moving on to another story in the SEC. In fact, uh, Evan uh, looks like our Heisman front runner's got uh, got a little bit of a problem right now.
3: Yeah. Again, kind of goes back to the same part of the same point we were just talking about: yeah. athlete okay. compensation. Blender um, Fournette maybe still the Heisman frontrunner. We can discuss that later. But the LSU (laughs) running back, uh, his family being investigated for apparently violating possibly NCAA rules. They had started a website and were selling T-shirts and merchandise with the phrase bug-a-nation. Bug-a-nation is a catchphrase that... Leonard uses, and apparently they had started it earlier in the year, uh, didn't last more than 24 hours before the website was shot down, but or taken down, and uh, now the NCAA, as a reminder, does prohibit athletes or family members from profiting off of the athlete's name, image, or likeness. Josh Peter, USA Today, was one of the guys this week who had a big story about this. Um, again, brings this whole story of these are the athletes and the young people who are generating this revenue for these universities mm-hmm. and they're not able to capitalize on that uh in my opinion i think that's a big problem i think that's got to change somehow whether it's a family on their own time this is like a side business in a way if the family wants to start up a company to you know sell merchandise to support their son great i'm not sure i, I haven't seen the uh the shirts apparently they had this logo bug nation and they had lsu colors you can't copyright purple and yellow no, I mean you can call that your school colors. You can sell uniforms with those colors, but you know it's under the rain. It's under the sky. It's in the rainbow. You can't trademark uh, the colors purple and yellow and merchandise. So is this
1: is this big enough to be another Reggie Bush type situation?
3: Nah, because he shut it. He shut it down. It
0: it never really came to fruition. Like they didn't really make sales. Yeah, you have to f- see how
1: much okay. money
2: they in fact. You know, if if they made any money, which I don't think they did, but...
1: And this is a guy that also, you know, raised $100,000 in charity for his game-worn jersey.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, this is a guy that wanted to sort sell his jersey, it. yeah. But you can get a Leonard Fournette jersey... On the LSU team shop for a cool ninety dollars, and how if you, if you
0: like, and how much is that? There's uh, four
2: right? He sees exactly zero cents worth
3: to, of that. To be fair, from from the NCAA's perspective, it's not a letter Fournette jersey. Oh, right, it's an it's LSU an, number it's seven, a, it's a, it's a number
2: seven jersey. Right. It just happens to be prominently displayed at the top of yeah. your
3: website. Right. Yeah, the hypocrisy there is uh, is unbelievable, but. I- there was talk to how is this going to affect Fournette's NFL draft status going forward. Not Scouts even. said, no, there's no, no way. way, and either. it shouldn't. It no. shouldn't affect his draft status whatsoever, or his, uh, his stock, I should say. Um, One day people will understand that America is not a country, that it's a business.
0: Mm-hmm. Once people can fully grasp that, we won't have to go through these stories what, anymore. What does bugger mean? I, is I that, have no idea. Yeah. Being united generates attitude. See, that's a good message. Being united. united generates attitude, but don't don't make any money off that because that that would be the end of the world. Don't. Well, or don't. I'll take away all your eligibility, which I really don't need because I be should be right, in the NFL, should be in the
1: league
2: right now,
0: saving my body and making as much money as I potentially can until
1: he's my a, body. He's wears a top
0: out. ten NFL running back right now, and he's playing college football.
1: Well, that brings like to,
2: that's yeah.
1: To Evan's point <laughs> yeah. that brings to the question is you know. And we quickly can just go through what we think the Heisman race looks like after they lost to Bama.
2: I understand that people are going to say that, you know, he should be downgraded because he didn't show up against Bama. But, you know, J.P. and I watched that game together and and – and that offensive line was absolutely atrocious. I know Bama's defensive front is is solid, and that that front seven is wicked. And most of those guys are going to be in the NFL. Who
3: brought that up first, by the way? Thank that would much. be a
2: Doherty call <laughs> last week. Uh, a plus on the on the call there. He he mentioned that, but nonetheless, like the guy still found the end zone. You know, he still was fighting hard. He still ran guys over and made them think twice about
0: ever stepping in front of him
2: again the rest of that game.
0: I went back and counted. He yeah. had four rushes where he wasn't hit by a defensive lineman first. He didn't get to the second level at yeah. all in that in that game. So wow. definitely shout out kudos to Alabama's defense, but his offensive line should have walked home. Like, because (laughs) they were terrible. In regards to the Heisman, though, I mean, Fournette still has 139 more yards than Derrick Henry on 23 fewer carries. Like, he's still the cream of the crop when it comes to running backs in college football. Henry's good, don't get me wrong, but he's no Leonard Fournette.
2: I think Henry does deserve a little bit more credit because he didn't, he wasn't getting the pub at the beginning of the season that he probably deserved coming into this year, and, and he's, you know, really started to play well and it's kind of coincided with Alabama moving up the charts. Um, but yeah, I think Fournette still, still
1: has that Heisman lead. They got a couple of uh, winning teams to deal with, too, in Ole Miss and Arkansas before the end of the season. So we'll see if Fournette slows down. All right, moving on to social media this week. Uh, Evan, what's going on with the Cleveland Indians?
3: Yeah, I had a uh, kind of funny tweet on Wednesday morning. They tweeted out a photo of Jacobs Field, sunny blue skies there in the great uh, OHIO. And it said, this is baseball weather. First 18 people to meet us at the right field. Gate can play. Go! Sure enough, got about 250 retweets, and people probably thought in Cleveland, oh, my God, I can go play. Because there's nothing else to do in <laughs> yeah, Cleveland. On the field in Cleveland, yeah, exactly. Well, it was a nice 54-degree uh, day in Cleveland today. Stock LeBron. Mm-hmm. stock LeBron, if you're not doing that. Party
2: but, with Manzel, but that's really
3: about it. Then they tweeted out about uh, five minutes later, JK, our groundskeeper, would be mad at us. So what do you think about the Indians trolling their fans? <laughs> well, it's it's the most
1: Cleveland thing to do
3: I don't even understand how that happens like why why would you
2: I had to play <laughs> a football game well, well here's here's the, like you you look at that tweet and like you have to know in the back of your mind that they're just messing with you but the fact that like was there a number of how many people actually showed up were there people that actually showed up
3: I'm not sure how many people actually showed up but uh... because
2: those people like they probably need to be checked a little bit just because like Come on. You can't think that they're just going to let you on the field without like giving you a a good heads up or having some kind of like payday or something that
0: comes along. They're not just
2: going to let you on the field, but it's
0: a liability. I played a football game at Angel Stadium in high school and baseball fields aren't fun. Like you slip, you fall. I feel like somebody would just be running in the outfield and
2: break a wrist. And oh yeah, no. Now I, the Indians I mean, are getting sued. Yeah, anytime you had a chance. Like anytime I visited the stadium, I visited the Sky Dome when I was a kid, and I got to take a tour and, and run around. And that was when it was like really bad AstroTurf. Yeah, that was that was terrible. Like yeah, it's, it's who'd a who'd want to play. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Indians had some fun going back with some people. Some people said, that joke was as bad as your season. Ouch. To which the Indians responded, that take was almost as hot as this unseasonably warm weather we're having. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Someone also said, how does Cleveland still have any professional teams? Someone also said, stadium is as packed as a regular season game because it was completely empty. So, uh, Hey, you know what? I like that these teams... In any professional professional sport, are are having fun with the social media. I think that's part yeah. of it. You got to have a bit of a humor. Uh, you got to you got to be a little self-deprecating too. But I, yeah, but I I think it's better when they're going
1: with other teams and not like yeah, pretending it's, it's to give something away to go their, back their fans. And
2: forth. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't the tra- hockey
1: the because... hockey twitters are pretty good about going back and forth with other teams. But when you start messing with the fans, I don't know. Yeah, yeah just, I, 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 I
2: don't think you should because there are a lot of people that are just going to believe anything they read on social media, and evidently. I would like to find out how many people actually
0: were showed up to this, showed up to the stadium, had that time off. That'd have been a great photo to see everybody outside the gates trying to get in, and they're like, "Nah, nah, we were <laughs> totally kidding."
1: Somebody's got a somebody's got a picture of it somewhere.
0: Here's a gift card for two
2: for one <laughs> tickets for next year. <laughs> Mascot walks out with the sign, and, and people say, are just dropping like, it as
1: they walk away. But
2: only when we play the White Sox.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, more people than probably showed up. Uh, for that, uh, we're complaining about the Starbucks cup oh, this God. week. Just bring this up real quick because there's uh, – uh, Sports Illustrated put out a, an article on this. It's kind of interesting that, you know, there's a social media uproar about the fact that the Starbucks cup only has red on it and no snowflakes and no trees and nothing Christmassy, and they're they're trying to decide if, you know, Starbucks is being politically correct or what. But the NBA revealed the next day that they're putting a snowflake on their – Christmas ball this year, the ball that we played for, uh, played on on December 25th.
3: So are we critiquing Starbucks here or are we critiquing the NBA? both.
1: Both, because uh, I think the major conversation was about the Starbucks Cup, but this article here said that they may have done that, put the snowflake on the ball as a nod to... To uh, Starbucks that, you know, we still care about Christmas.
0: Anybody heard that any publicity is good publicity? I feel like Starbucks just trolled the hell out of everybody, and everybody's talking about Starbucks now, and more people are going to buy that cheap coffee.
3: Hey, I think it's more Fox News being crazy and getting people all upset about a red cup, but yeah. More distractions. Exactly. NBA is the only major sport that plays games on Christmas. You're right that's i, it's I think they, i think that was well planned yeah. long ago that they're going to put a snowflake on the basketball come on
2: and and quick side note like they've they've come up with some really bad jerseys on christmas day i really like the ones that they've come up with for this year
3: yeah they got the solids uh, very, holiday font yep. right yeah a cream color yep. you know very nice very Solid. subtle uh Subtl- i think i saw i think i saw steph curry's christmas jersey in the twenty-four hours that they were on sale at the NBA NBAStore.com, it was the number one.
2: Oh, I'd buy one. item in yeah. no time. Yeah, but yeah, no. I, I as far as the the Starbucks thing, it's just it it's asinine that people get their their panties Ooh. in a twist over this kind of stuff. Really, right? <laughs> when there are bigger problems, A.K.A. what's going on in Missouri, that you know you should really care about, other than the color of your cup or the fact that it doesn't have anything Christmassy on it or that it does have something Christmassy on it. Who cares? If you don't like the cups at Starbucks, don't go. End of story.
3: Yeah. You'll, you'll save five bucks on a latte <laughs> yeah. if you just make your own coffee. You know at what?
2: Home. The the price of my drink went up. I just found out when I went in this morning. Were you at the it normally costs? You threw four, the no, no, no. Cup across it normally the room. costs four ninety five. <laughs> so like I go in and they recognize me. I they put the order in and all of a sudden like I hand them the five dollar bill. I look up, it says five twenty five. It's gone up. It's gone up 30 cents in a week. And I'm just saying, it's probably a holiday pricing thing. Yeah, but I'm oh, just, sure. But I look like the ass. <laughs> You're like, because uh, I handed him the $5 bill and I'm like, oh, wait, you need another dollar. Here you go. Uh. In- Inflation is a killer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it was buzzy this week. And uh, just goes to show you how much, uh, how much time people have on their hands.
0: I hope they go away forever.
1: <laughs> all right, moving on. CSN Bay Area reporting this week. No surprise to anybody that Super Bowl tickets will be the most expensive in history here at Levi Stadium in the Bay Area. Got me thinking about how much you would pay to go to that game, first of all. But also, the question of the day that I'd like everybody to answer would be, if you could have 50-yard line seats to any football game in history, what game would it be? Anybody want to go first?
2: So what are we answering first? The, how much we pay for Super Bowl tickets? Sure um i'd i'd pay literally an arm if the vikings were in it see that's the problem though is when when are you buying the tickets because you gotta know who's playing if it's patriots panthers or patriots packers i'll watch that game at home i don't need to deal with the crowds and the shenanigans and and when you live in santa clara right yeah well (laughs) i could i could walk to the game in like (laughs) 10 minutes but like it
1: no. I don't, Tens I, of thousands of dollars these tickets are no. already going for on StubHub. Pass. Yeah. Hard pass.
0: I wouldn't pay that much to see these Washington Redskins.
3: What about the Doug Williams, John Ooh. Riggins? Oh, Mark Rippin? With, with the diesel? Art oh, Monk?
0: Mark, oh, God. <laughs> oh. Art Monk. The goat of wide receivers.
3: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh.
0: so, you just said that to two now. Here we so, go. Expense. Here so, we go. So let's do this. Before Jerry Rice <laughs> Spin had, off, Before Jerry Rice had all the receiving records, who had them first?
3: You uh, you want to go back to uh, but 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 get San Diego, but, was probably but who up there. who
0: did this on a team who ran the ball seventy seven percent of the time? Jerry Rice had squashed that through the rock all day. Art Monk was with the I Hogs. Feel like
3: this
2: is a conversation for another.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, let's you can, have it. Let's I have, have it. nothing against Jerry Rice. I just think that Art Monk had to do more on less. I, li- I lived in I lived in D.C.
2: for four years, and I became a huge fan of Art Monk just in that short little bit of time that I was there.
0: All that um, stock block and all those pancake blocks. Jerry was not Nothing people. against
2: Jerry. but, but And our, Jerry's
1: tight. Yeah. He's not our monk. He's the 20th all-time in yards.
3: Okay, that's fine. Well, I'm mean, that kind of match. I mean, I'll. Make I mean, the game's different. Game's, yeah. different. game's different. Game's different. I was going to say I'll make part of JP's argument for him. Back the fact receptions. That they were how much Washington ran the ball. I mean, that would probably sure. put him down at 20. Like eight,
0: 8 out of 10 plays. Run through the
1: top 10 for me. Jerry Rice, 23. 23,000, almost 23,000 yards. Next, Terrell Owens at 16. Owens, Owens, uh, Then Owens. we go Randy Moss, Isaac Bruce, Tony Gonzalez, Tim Brown, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, James Lofton from back in the day, nice. and Steve Smith at number 10. Pull up the receptions, not the yards. The receptions, because <laughs> that's really what counts. Because when we Spin pull up, been re- in the numbers
3: anyway you can. I know
0: we're off topic, quote unquote, in the podcast. No, but when you pull up receptions, that's what knocks TL off the list because he's dropped so many passes. Is he really a Hall of Fame wide receiver with all then, those? Then drops? you have to
2: go into catch rate, right? That would have to be catch rate. And that's why Art Monk is the goat.
0: Art what Monk hurts it, Ted
1: Ginn. Art, Art Monk Jesus. number eighteen on that list.
0: Jerry played longer, but he—that's true. Five he, more years, but Jerry
3: broke his records. Could Art Monk no catch doubt. bricks with his bare hands? Easy. <laughs> have you seen Art Monk's hands? Could Art Monk... I haven't. No, I haven't. Art Monk's hands
0: are like two of mine, and I think I have big hands, or Art Monk's hands
3: <laughs> would swallow mine. Could Art Monk get away from a massage parlor <laughs> faster than back Jerry Rice? We'll, come, we'll, we'll come, come back to we'll revisit the Art Monk Jerry Not if it was Rice on Santana baby. Row, no.
1: But the question I have for the gentleman here in the bullpen, if you had, if you could have two 50-yard line tickets to any football game in history, what would it be? Brandon,
2: take. It. Um, I'd go 2013 Iron Bowl. The kick return, that was a great Chris finish. Davis, yeah. just because the, yeah. the, the impact, it's it, it's the rivalry game, it's the way it ended, it launched Auburn into the SEC title game and then into the national title game, the last BCS title game. Um, but also, if I'm going to that game, I'm SEC tailgating beforehand.
1: Oh, absolutely. Are you
2: screaming so, War
3: Eagle? Yeah, <laughs> I,
2: I, I'm screaming I love this country. That's what I'm screaming <laughs> before that game. But, yeah, that just to be 50-yard line and watch him run all the way across the field like that would be completely and utterly awesome. And and I say that solely because the Vikings have never won a big game <laughs> that mm-hmm. I could choose to be at. Yeah, and that's, so,
3: that's probably why it helps me go towards my childhood right. team and the 49ers – you know, I've seen the video. I've seen the. T- I know the NFL films almost verbatim in my the head. Catch? No. Um, the drive. Super Bowl twenty three drive. That was mine. Ended.
1: <laughs> you Montana. guys can sit together. Wait, can sit. <laughs> you want to go together? We'll take yeah. out two tickets.
2: Two tickets to paradise. Yeah.
3: Um, Joe Montana leading them all the way down, pointing out John Candy on the sidelines before they went down. Roger Craig <laughs> out of the backfield. Great, Brent Jones, Jerry Rice, and then John Taylor on the slant, thirty-seven seconds.
1: Man, be amazing. That's a good one. I'll just, i for those listening, both right of in. these
2: gentlemen have taken off their pants. Yeah, that's how, <laughs> that's how excited no, they've gotten I, about see, this game.
1: But see, Evan, I don't know about you, but I would actually want to see it when I was probably, like, 14 or 15, like, or like, you know, when I got really passionate about sports, but, like, I was still a kid and I could, like, really, really enjoy my heroes being out there. Not that you're jaded can now you, when you get can older. Can you not? I yeah. still go to games and I still, like,
2: I take it all in. Like, when the National Anthem's going, like, I, yeah. I look around. Like you I get just, teary-eyed? I take, no, I, for other reasons, but, like, just, <laughs> like, I, I, I take everything in. Like, I'm still a fan at heart. Like I still love going to games.
1: Yeah, I agree, but I think just at that age when I was really really I mean, and I still have passion about the team. But you appreciate teams, it more. I just as, feel as like being young and having that it, it's almost like there's no there's nothing that can jade you at that at that age. Even True. I'd even say younger. Like I 12 would have been to be there with my dad or something would have been. But I think you could remember things
2: more at this age and appreciate it more.
1: Perhaps, but that would be just the way I would do yeah. it. I'd like to see it when I was So you'd take your dad and not me? Uh if I was 12, yes. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. That's disappointing. Damn, Dordy. He knows yeah. who, mainly because he knows to
0: use the butter bread. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right, JP. What do you got?
0: At first, I wanted to go back in time and watch myself as a standout <laughs> high school athlete. But that's pretty self centered and I'm not, so I kinda actually
2: that's my that's my second one.
0: I wanna go watch JP in that right, game we, he was. Can we get three tickets for Evan yeah,
2: Brandon and I? Yeah, we want to go watch JP roll out. In y'all high y'all would
0: have really dug that game. Stafford. Uh Brandon Rogers, I'm gonna make sure you listen to this. Your dad is still one of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. He is still also the worst referee in the history of <laughs> all refereeing. <laughs> He threw a pass interference call on third and <laughs> eighteen from the other side of the. F- the back judge watched the play and his dad threw the flag and that's what <laughs> lost the game. Like how did how, how did he see that? He saw that through all the traffic. But that's another story. Okay. <laughs> so the game I would choose, if it had to be one game, would probably be the 2003 game between Miami and Florida State. Shout out to Sean Taylor, who was my favorite football. Is that player. wide wide right? Uh, yes, and the greatest. Greatest safety in the history of all of football. I only got to see Sean Taylor play twice, uh, both, of course, on the Redskins. Would have been dope to see him at the U and knock off number five, Florida State, at Duke Campbell Stadium. That was a game. He had two picks, ran one back with the splash, with the orange reflective visor. Uh, he was just so menacing, and everybody wanted to be Sean Taylor, a 6'2, 231 pound safety who ran like Dion and hit like Jack Tatum.
3: I remember watching that game pulling from Miami so hard and being so disappointed because when that lost all over. so
2: like it, They became more hateable than, than the U at that point.
3: Right. You know, you actually sparked an idea. If I can add one more, I kind of want to troll JP with this one because I thought he might go this way for a second. 2006 Rose Bowl, Texas, USC. Oh, I, I, I was surprised yeah, you didn't pick watch. that one. That's your game. My boy, Vince Young.
2: Oh, V-Y. <laughs> this man had a Vince Young jersey. He wore it all the time at Arizona State. Standing
0: with the confetti
3: at the end. Yeah. Oh, so good. He
0: put the fear of God in Everybody on in that USC defensive backfield, that was so sad. They were afraid to tackle him. Like, they were afraid to tackle
3: him. I love the 30 for 30 on that game, too. Oh,
0: yeah. Shout out to Reggie Bush, who uh, decided to throw the ball backwards for no reason.
3: Speaking of, all right, hey, actually, this could bring up another point. With Reggie Bush, suing the city of St. Louis now for the injury you suffered against the Rams. by what slipping that? on that?
0: Like, why, why are you suing the city? But the crazy because part, because you slipped. <laughs> but he Come slipped on. on his back and blew out his left knee. His left
3: <laughs> knee wasn't like, even in question while he was going a, to the
0: ground.
2: It's like when you drink hot coffee at McDonald's and you sue them because the coffee well, was hot. Someone did, and, and that's and why they put
3: it on the label. Yeah, it's and so won.
2: stupid
1: though. <laughs> But they got the red cup, so we're good. Can,
2: yeah. <laughs> That's not, no, no, no. I, I'm glad you brought that up, though. That is one of the That's dumbest funny. things yeah. I he, ever he saw. Knows, he
0: knows his career is over, so he's literally trying to get all the coins that he possibly can before he has to officially call it quits. Because there's no way that he—I shouldn't say there's no way because he'll recover, but he will not be anywhere near the same Reggie Bush. I mean, he's already been a mediocre pro, but now he'll come back and, well, and do You well. want to know who's to blame for that? Kim Kardashian. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank
2: you. The, <laughs> you just had
0: it. <laughs> Recurring Kardashian. theme yeah.
3: on the podcast.
0: It, it's a curse. They they mm-hmm. bring down your net worth quickly.
2: Oh yeah.
1: All right. Well, actually, if you do have a game, a historical game that you, the listener, yeah. want to be at, send us an email at bullpenpodcast at gmail.com. We'll share them. Yeah, next man. Week on the send show. an email or tweet. Let's move on to uh, JP's dating advice this week. Um, I'm just going to let you take this one. I guess cuffing season is upon us.
0: Yeah, man. You know, when it gets, gets cold outside and <laughs> all those single people don't really want to be single anymore in their heads, it's, it's time to get cuffed.
1: So what, what, how do you get prepared? Is that? that like
0: fantasy football where you handcuff a running back? Uh, it's actually better than that. We'll okay. even read the Urban Dictionary definition okay. of the seasonal phenomenon known as cuffing season. During the fall and winter months, people who would normally rather be single or promiscuous find themselves along with the rest of the world desiring to be cuffed or tied down by a serious relationship. The cold weather and prolonged indoor activity causes singles to become lonely and desperate to be cuffed. I mean, that's that's close to being true. Mm. Do you long to be cuffed,
2: I was going to say,
1: it's that time of year. Because you're here. the only
2: one that is uncuffed.
0: I mean... I might not participate in cuffing season this year. <laughs> you gonna take a take a year off? I mean, I, I'm on kind of on hiatus. Is like, it, I, I might have it, placed myself on IR
3: this year's class a little bit lower, not as not as deep. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's difficult to feel. Uh, are we looking? Are we looking at a Bama recruiting class here? <laughs>
2: and, and, and that's and that's a great
3: point. This is it's difficult or, to recruit
0: or BYU. It's difficult <laughs> to recruit in the Greater Bay Area. This is more like a a University of Arizona recruiting class where you're kind of just getting rival scraps at this point. <laughs> Wow love it oh can't love wait for the, the heat. shot at the, the heat the this caps. week JP and man each year each year the field gets smaller because you know most of the chicks who used to get cuffed and were you know first round draft picks actually get signed to multi-million dollar deals or multi-year deals mm-hmm. I mean I know a lot of young ladies who were cuffed that are now franchise players okay they signed their tender and they're they're done they got these metaphors are gorgeous amazing they're just beautiful <laughs> they got the chunky rock on the finger so for those who are still participating, And what is known as cuffing season, you got to get ready, Uh, dudes. Make sure you actually have your own Netflix password. No more (laughs) the borrowing, because chicks not gonna dig that when you got to text your homeboy or call somebody to get the password for Netflix and chill.
3: See, how how about the advice though for the other side of this? For the for the Al from nothing. Yeah, well, what with that example, the Al Davis that signs a Larry Brown to a to a contract and locks them down. What about the guy who makes the mistake of cuffing? When really he should remain a free agent for another year? I feel like you can revisit a cuffing season
0: contract at any point during the season. Uh, these things are always up for grabs. You can get legal involved if you need to. I <coughs> mean, because that has happened before that you may need to get representation to get out of said contract. Demora Smith? Correct. Uh, you can have a, a cuffing season PA, like an NFL PA. You can have a cuffing season PA who could represent you in said cases. Uh, you gotta make sure you're signing the right players. And this this could be a roster. Remember that now. You could have up you could have you got five spots. Five oh, spots. you got five spots. But all five spots Any play DL different spots? roles. <laughs> See, this is the thing, like all five <laughs> spots play different roles. Like you need somebody who, you know, probably has the plug at what you guys like, coffee. You mm-hmm. might need, you know, somebody who works at the restaurant. You might need to pull you a flight attendant. You gotta diversify this roster, like you would diversify a portfolio of stocks. <laughs> so <laughs> diversify <All right>. diversify <laughs> correct and get I, your netflix fast <laughs> i think
2: i think we need weekly updates Uh-oh. on cuffing season i think so
0: but also for for you know for the other side ladies you gotta come prepared too like if it's a weekend and you know you are being cuffed or attempting to be cuffed make sure to tell your man to set his fantasy line up okay make sure that the pantry is full for the next morning for breakfast like, mm-hmm. we, this this is a two-way street here, so we can't just be doing the whole 80, 20, 60, 40. It seems to be 50-50, or else the contract is not extended. So, technically, everybody kind of starts on a 10-day.
2: <laughs> and then, oh, all okay.
3: right. After that performance, we go back to the table, and you know. Oh, so that makes more sense. Why you got a five a five player roster? That's correct. Well, okay. it's 10 days. It's See, more I, NBA. I, I, was, I was thinking football NFL.
2: metaphors, and the, we're, we're we're supposed to be on NBA. I mean, in, it.
3: unless
0: it's like a Hallie, and then you can just like you just hit her with a franchise tag, mm-hmm. like you just give her a Max Turner for one year, <laughs> and then go from there after what after Valentine's Day? Because after Valentine's Day, it might warm up. Is that when cuffing season ends? Correct. Because after when it gets hot again. That's when. That's when you, mm. you got to get your prospects back up and get back in the game. Got it.
3: Get ready for spring training.
0: That's correct. You got to come correct. That's why they say summer bodies are made in the winter because all winter you're cuffed, but when you come out to the spring, it's time to perform. He needs to write a book.
1: I know this would be amazing.
2: This is. I, I'm not kidding. Like I want this written down. Like Great full stuff. on.
1: Great stuff. It's well, like bro code only better. Let's check back in let's check back in on cuffing season yeah. next week. JP is here about more. Yeah, we more, want cuffing
2: updates. More JP. Of, uh, we more we of need what's people going
0: to call in or tweet, yeah. email in. Email your roster I'm, questions.
2: I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs>
1: roster questions <laughs> for JP. <laughs> Sit or start. Okay. Bullpen <laughs> podcast we, at Gmail. No, I'm, I'm, gonna do... I'm gonna
0: create I'm gonna create a Twitter account during this podcast. We can okay. do we no. can do Flames and Lames. We can do Sis and Drops. I mean, we, we, this this is easy. It's, trade requests. It's a it's a science, <laughs> it's a science, but it's one but that you can learn quickly. Oh we, we don't we don't know uh, we don't do trades. No trade. And, and, okay. and this and this business sharing is definitely not caring.
1: <laughs> no. All right, we'll move into uh, this. Actually, happened some stories of things that are going on that seriously. This is actually happening. Uh, Brandon we will start with you. Uh, what do we what do we got? Oh, what do we got? Ray Ray. Something about a dog. Oh. Take but Ray look. Ray
2: Armstrong, Raiders linebacker, uh, is being investigated for
3: allegedly harassing a police dog he in Pittsburgh. Barked at a canine dog, which apparently in Pennsylvania is a felony—a possible felony. Barking, Barking touch him at a dog. Just barked. Well, as a dog owner, if you're gonna, fr- you could frustrate certain dogs by doing that. Right. So I get that you could set them off, but a felony? I mean, that's a little harsh.
1: Seven years in prison and a potential $15,000, $15, but seven years in jail. For for taunting
2: a dog. Or barking now, at I a don't, dog. I don't advocate taunting animals at all because I, I, I love
0: dogs more than anything, but, but seven years is ridiculous. People, people, yeah, they are people, kind of. Police behave inappropriately towards citizens. <laughs> black persons especially on a daily basis with zero zero repercussions this is another example of an animals rights taking precedence over that of a person like this is ray ray being undervalued but he's as technically a
2: human. he's technically an officer that's the thing yeah i guess that's they say the kicker that,
1: but well they haven't charged him they haven't charged him with anything but right. they're looking into it yeah. it's it's just a ridiculous story i
0: general. got that's a waste of time
1: and resources absolutely I mean, yeah, oh, yeah i couldn't agree more
0: i mean how come we're not Slapping felonies on cops shooting people in the back or shooting unarmed citizens or shooting people in cars or tasing people to death, people dying in police custody. Why aren't these people be, are being slapped with seven-year felonies? But if you bark at a dog, that's the most egregious thing that you could possibly do on earth and deserve to spend seven years in federal prison because that makes sense. I think JP took that the
2: other yeah, way. The we are just trying to have fun with the whole story, ridiculous story. The whole story sounds, doesn't and,
1: make sense why, yeah. he's even, why, even, why they even care. But, I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right.
2: <laughs> free Ray Ray. Free
1: ray, ray. <laughs> hashtag free Ray Ray.
2: I don't well he hasn't been he's not unfree, so yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's technically so right ha- now. hashtag keep ray ray free. <laughs> there <you laughs> there go. we go.
1: Right. All right. Right. Uh somebody who is not getting off scot free is the Arizona state mascot. Evan, we got some problems there. Or
3: Sparky. Oh, Sparky. Sparky, Sparky. So a few weeks ago, um a couple months ago actually, it was September eighteenth, the Sun Devils hosted New Mexico and Tempe Councilman David Shapira showed up, and he apparently had suffered some kind of back injury uh, not long before being at this game, but he went and visited and was on the sidelines during the game. At some point, the Sparky mascot snuck up behind Shapira, kind of picked him up, and at some point, Shapira felt a pop on his back after Sparky kind of picked him up and put him down. And uh, obviously, Sparky didn't realize... (laughs) That there have been some kind of injury, so uh, <laughs> so uh, the doctor is now suing, or the doctor, the councilman needed to go to a doctor is now suing for more than one hundred twenty-three thousand dollars. That's amazing. Arizona Seriously? State University. He's he's just trying to get that tuition back. Has a employee of the city of Tempe. He's now suing a state university for one hundred twenty-three thousand dollars. Like that. Come on, dude. Like, I understand. There's no way he it's an knew. Un, it's an unexpected medical bill. Yeah, that sucks. You mean to tell me he doesn't have insurance exactly. through the city? That, you know, could not cover most of his medical expenses? I thought this was going to deal with
0: Sparky throwing up the shocker and somebody being offended <laughs> by that. No. This gentleman should change his name to Petty Wop, Petty McKnight. Wow. Petty Dan, Le- do you know who Fetty Wop is? Petty LaBelle. All right. Wait, 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 wait! I just wanted to ask. Wait, you don't
1: know who you don't know who Fetty Wap is? I probably do, but again, you but, catch but me off guard with these things. This is
0: not true, Dan, because you are an avid baseball fan and you love the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> I and
1: don't, you love don't the know Kansas City Royals by any means,
0: <laughs> and you don't know who Fetty Wap is. He is the second greatest one eye rapper, to Slick Rick. <laughs> again, <laughs> okay, I'm joking. He's not a great rapper, but he no, was funny. Not at all. Shout out
1: to the to Fetty Wap to the Eye Patch that he doesn't wear. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not up on my any Get it together, Dan. I know, seriously. Uh, last one here, and JPL, I'll, I'll look to you on this one because a Southern California high school football team made the section playoffs at 0-10. They got a win because a, a team they played who beat them badly had an players, player, so they got a four-fit win. But they made the playoffs at 0-10. And it's based on, this is how the CIF does, their, uh, does their, their rankings for this. They go by strength of schedule, right? And you get bonus points for just playing teams that are better than you. And so they beat out some 5-5 five and five teams from the same section for the well, last the playoff spot in better. the bracket. So my question to you and JP, the reason why I ask you this is because you played in Southern California. You and know I, a lot I, of these and teams. And I
0: played this garbage school multiple
1: times and sat out second half of the game because they were still hot garbage. They're terrible. Right. So the question is, when it comes to high school sports and really any sport, and you could even apply this to the college football play if you want, should strength of schedule be as important as people make it out to be? If you're on
0: a losing squad, you don't deserve postseason play. You have to win. You need to excel. This is a bad thing in society where they give out participation trophies. Don't give a kid a trophy for participating. Like give a kid a trophy for winning, for for earning victory. There's no way that you should ever be in Southern Section playoffs. Because what about the teams who literally missed the playoffs by one game? And they sit at home, but, but we have a team with zero wins who, who gets
1: to play in postseason. But that's my but that's my point. Is their strength of schedule earned them the spot in the playoffs? So should it be as important as people make it out to be? I think, and this is true of any sport. If you're not 500, you should not be in the postseason. Correct. And you can't do it in pro leagues because I mean, in the tell that sport. to
2: the what was it the Seahawks a few years ago, and then didn't the the, the Panthers, Panthers, the Rams Panthers last that. year? Yeah, the Panthers yeah. last year.
1: I mean it. And you see it in you see yeah, it in the NBA. It's, it's it's atrocious because they have to take eight teams, right? So I don't, I don't know. I just I saw yeah, the, the Eastern and Conference and, the last few years. There's been teams that have barely made it in. Having covered high school sports, I, I find and I saw this a lot. Is you would see a two and eight team from a really good league make the playoffs over a seven win team in a really crappy league, and that I, sucks.
0: I played in Southern Section Division One, which is the toughest CIF league. It might not be now, but it was when I was in high school. Now it's the highest competitive league. There is no way that this would have ever slid, like ever.
1: And, of course, there's lots of people protesting and talking to the CIF about it. But it doesn't matter because the playoffs are in a couple of days. And oh, well, next the team's going to get blown out in the first round. But yeah. And El coach...
0: Dorado's going to give up 70 points. Yeah. And everybody's going to be even more upset and sad because kids are going to get beat up on for four quarters of the football and still go home with zero wins.
1: I think the funniest part about this is the coach is out there saying, our, co- our kids earned this. They deserved this. Well, yeah, he, whatever uh, to that. He's confused. All right, let's move on to our one-line game previews for the week as we wrap up the show. Uh, some big matchups in college football this week. Justin's going to handle the college. We'll start with number three, Alabama, versus number 17, <clears throat> Mississippi State.
0: Tide roll easy. Dak Prescott and Mississippi Huge. State, don't. they don't stand a chance.
1: All right, BAM rolls easy. Number six, Baylor, versus number 12, Oklahoma.
0: Corey Coleman embarrasses. Sooner's defensive backs, he's going to have a field day, like a field day. He might score three or four times. What do you think yardage? Mm, he'll probably have like eight catches, probably 250. I was going to say 200 more? Yeah. All right. this, this one could also get out of hand quickly because you know how Stoops usually doesn't show up for big games whether they be BCS when it was BCS. But Baylor's got something to prove. Especially after seeing how TCU performs against Oklahoma State. They do not want to be the Big 12 team that doesn't make the college football playoffs. So I feel like they will come out guns a-blazing and uh, perform well.
1: Moving on to the NFL, Brandon. We've got the undefeated Patriots against their kryptonite, I guess we'll call it the New York Giants, at 5-4. and four.
2: Not even Tyree or Manningham can help Giants. So the run ends here. Yeah. Gronk may even catch one with his face mask. <laughs> <laughs> Just to stick it to David Tyree. The
1: uh, the battle in the NFC West would be the Cardinals at the Seahawks.
2: Lynch grabs crotch, but because of groin strain. Cardinals oh. win. Call on
1: the injury? Wow. Call
2: call on the injury. He's not he's not, been, he's he's not gonna stretch Brigade. So. Yeah. Oh, he's going to try to grab his crotch again. He'll probably hurt himself. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the Cardinals finally get over their hump and, and Make, beat the Seahawks. All
1: right. First and foremost, we are all fans here in the bullpen. So let's take a look at some of the games our teams are playing this week. Starting in college football, we'll uh, predict our final scores as we do each and every week. San Jose State, I'll go first, is uh, taking on Nevada. They, uh, they're going to need to win two of these last three to become bowl eligible and not get invited. I will take San Jose State in this game. I actually think they're going to win in, uh, in Reno. Uh, Nevada's a one-point favorite here, but I'll take San Jose State to win 28-24. to 24. Finally,
0: you show your alma mater some love.
1: Yes, sir. They look pretty good against BYU. They just kind of screwed that up there at the end. Go for two. I would every time. Uh, USC, 16-point favorites at Colorado, JP.
0: Uh, we didn't cover last week, and I called that. Uh, Colorado, we should we should cover we should cover uh, USC, thirty seven, Colorado. Let's go sixteen.
1: All right, Sparky and the Sun Devils traveling to Washington. ASU is only three point favorites against UW.
2: I'm going first. Sure. Um, Sun Devils twenty six, UW twenty. All right, it pains me to kind of say that. I, I don't know how we're going to hold them to 20 points, but I think we are. I think they finally get off the
3: Schneid and win a game because they need, they need to win a game. Early close to what I was going to say. Oh, really? um, yeah, both four. I was and,
2: wondering why you were looking at me like that. Yeah,
3: both both, <laughs> both four and five. Uh, really, Bull Hopes need to stay alive, got to win this game. It's in Tempe, so I'll say 27 21 ASU with zero injured Tempe city councilman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well done. Bonus puntos. <laughs>
3: well done. Uh,
1: 49ers are off this weekend, so as we move to the NFL, we'll start in the Bay Area, though. Uh, Minnesota taking on the Raiders. The Raiders somehow three point favorites in this game. Uh, what do you think here, bros? Well,
2: I think it's because the Vikings haven't really played anybody. And they're the home team. Yeah, and they're the home team. It's so it's, a, them, really. Essentially, it's a pick. Um, it, I just. Teddy's got coming off the concussion and whatnot and and the Raiders are playing a lot better than than people give them credit for and that Derek Carr and, and Amari Cooper have found a, a connection I think um, the Vikings keep their streak alive of not giving up more than 23 points but they don't score enough I think Raiders win 2317
1: all right final final for this week New Orleans in the nation's capital they are one point favorites at your Redskins there JP
0: Uh, This will probably be a shootout, being as the New Orleans Saints uh, couldn't spell defense if it was standing in front of them. Hmm, maybe uh, Kirk shows up and plays well this one. Let's go with the hungry Redskins victory. Uh, Redskins, 42, Saints, 37.
2: Did you play that off your phone? That wasn't me. (laughs) Who was that? I have no idea. Sounded like someone was actually hungry. That was weird. Did you do
0: that, Vic? That might have been
2: my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
1: that's our man Vic back there yeah. who needs to get some uh, needs to get a burrito or something, dude. Yeah,
0: jeez. Yeah, Vic has. I
2: think, I, I, think I think that's his, is him trying to say, "Hey guys, stop like, talking. Yeah.
1: I'm hungry." All right, let's get out of here. I'm, uh, I'm a
2: little sad we didn't get to talk about Bond though. Like we you, we we talked yeah, about. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk week. about.
1: It. So the Bond movie came out this week. Next week, tune in. Because we're gonna we're gonna break down our favorite James Bond. I'll go see it this week. Finally. And yeah. you, you'll never guess what the top the top five grossing Bond movies are. Pierce Brosnan. So we'll talk about that am, next
2: am week. I, <laughs> that's, Pierce Brosnan. that's JP's.
1: <laughs> uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, anything, and we now have
2: a Twitter. We now have a Twitter. We, we
1: now have a Twitter. Brandon, let it's us know
2: at the bull, bullpen
1: pod. At the bullpen pod. Tweet at us. Oh, scream at us fully. Please, please, please tweet at us. Send us your emails, bullpenpodcast at gmail.com. We need roster and questions
0: tonight. Yeah, JP uh, If you want a direct message, season.
1: JP, I'm sure you can get the digits for cuffing season. <laughs> Gentlemen, thanks so much for uh, joining us in the bullpen once again. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Vic. Eat.
0: So that was your stomach. See, I
2: can't hear it on <laughs> oh,
0: that was great. <laughs> Vic. Vic. Was, okay, so it wasn't actually
2: stomach? I did. I had it on my
0: laptop. <laughs> Vic, <laughs> your stomach <laughs> grout your stomach grout four times
1: in the last five minutes. But, but no, what he's no, saying is that it wasn't part, in pr- it wasn't in the program. It no, was, the was be- just...
0: the best Cause we kept looking at Evan, oh. and Evan was like, "It's not me." I was <laughs> me. like, "Man, that's fully not my stomach."
1: And my
2: hungry. The part was is that it was happening while he was talking about being hungry for a win. <laughs> well, you said that because <laughs> no, the sound. I, I came. said that
0: because the growl was in there. I was like, "I gotta play it off, or people gonna weird. be like <laughs> that
2: was too funny.' Or <laughs> <laughs> people
0: gonna think oh, I'm, I'm Allie LaForce."
2: Yeah, I thought, and he had his phone like up here. <laughs> <laughs> he had his phone up here, so Evan and I are like.
3: Playing oh, his man. Phone? I thought it was your mouth. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> it it
3: was, was like a ventriloquist. <laughs> oh, man. Man,
0: oh. Vic, go eat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right.